I think we're familiar with the story of Jonah. He was, um, he was a righteous man. He was an upright man. I think the psalm would apply to him. To the upright, I will show the saving power of God. So he walked with the Lord. He knew the law. He knew the commandments, and he kept them to the best of his ability. And there is another, another tribe, another city, the, the uh, Ninevites, Nineveh, who they were wicked, and they were, they'd, they'd fallen in destitute, and they were far from God, and they were um, deep in their sin. And the Lord was so angered by this that he decided to wipe them out, to wipe out Nineveh. But before he did so, he chose Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach repentance to them to preach repentance from their sins, to turn back towards God as an attempt to save them. Well, Jonah at first was really reluctant to do this because they were rivals. Israel and Nineveh, they were rivals. And so not only did he think he wouldn't be received by the Ninevites, but also he was afraid of what this would look like in front of of his own Israelites. And so he he tried to reject his mission, but the Lord insisted, and so he went. Now, with this thought of being rejected, something that came to mind was St. Francis of Assisi. Because St. Francis of Assisi, many centuries later, perhaps thousands of years later, he decided to go to the Sultan to preach the gospel to the Sultan. So in a similar way, going to, to, the, to the leader of the Ninevites, so to speak, to preach the gospel to him. But it wasn't so much that he thought he would be successful, that he thought he, the, the sultan would listen to him and would convert. Rather, he went in order to be martyred. He was so close with our Lord, he knew so much the price that our Lord had to pay for the salvation of, of us, of sinners, of souls, the price of martyrdom, the crown of martyrdom, martyrdom that he wanted that intimacy with the Lord himself. So he went to the sultan thinking that he would be martyred. And when he wasn't, he was, he was disappointed. Disappointed at not being martyred. And he thought of himself unworthy of the crown of martyrdom. So quite different from the perspective of Jonah. And I think it's because of his intimacy with Christ. His intimacy with the Lord. St. Francis of Assisi wasn't just following the laws, following the rules. He wasn't just an upright man as Jonah was. And that's a good thing. But rather, he was very closely united with the Lord in prayer. Okay, so back to Jonah. So Jonah goes, and on his way, he, he falters again. He decides that he, he can't do this. And so he gets on the ship and trying to run away. And we know the story from here. There's a shipwreck. There's a storm, a shipwreck. And the whale comes and swallows him. And now he's in the darkness for three days. And in the darkness, in the belly of the whale, he has his repentance. Not just his repentance that he tried to run away from his mission, but more importantly, his repentance of trying to hide from God. And that's so often the consequence of sin, isn't it? This sin itself is problematic, sure. But what happens after the sin? We feel shame and we hide. We try to hide from God and we try to hide from one another. And that's what happened to Adam and Eve, too. When the Lord came to, him, to them and said, where, where were you? They responded, I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. So sin exposes ourselves, it exposes us, exposes our vulnerabilities. And so often, instead of turning to the Lord immediately after our sin, 
We hide because we're afraid and we're naked. The Lord, though, doesn't stop pursuing us. And sometimes he sends us whales. Sends us a whale and swallows us up for three days so we can be in darkness for three days. So we can be there and recall the Lord and turn to him in repentance. So, again, I think the key here is the relationship. The relationship which then leads to identity, which then sends us on mission. And now we can carry out our mission. If we get this backwards, if we start with our mission, I must do the right things. Once adversity comes, then the temptation is to hide because we think that only by succeeding in our mission that we can be, then we can stand before the Lord. We, see, we saw that in Jonah, and we saw the opposite in, in St. Francis. Staying in relationship with the Lord, receiving our identities from Him, and then being sent on mission. Because now it's the Lord's mission, and it doesn't matter if we succeed or fail. It doesn't even matter if we die. Because if we're close with the Lord, now we go to heaven, and now with Him perfectly united with him for all of eternity. Now Jesus said there's something greater than Jonah here. So, this, so he evoked this story, he evoked these, these, these ideas, these principles, and then he went on to say there's something even greater than Jonah here. So what is it? What is even greater than all of this? And I don't, I don't know the full answer, certainly, but the saints point us And I'm just going to close by reading a paragraph from St. Bonaventure. If you ask how such things can occur, seek the answer in God's grace, not in doctrine, in the longing of will, not in the understanding, in the size of prayer, not in research. Seek the bridegroom, not the teacher, God and not man, darkness, not daylight, And look not to the light, but rather to the raging fire that carries the soul to God with intense fervor in glowing love. The fire is God, and the furnace is in Jerusalem, fired by Christ in the ardor of his loving passion.